0: Hey, 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 it's Pastor Cody here. Hey, welcome to our weekly sermon podcast. You know, we hope here at Bethel that when you listen to this podcast that you encounter God from wherever you are, that you're encouraged, that you're convicted, and that you're lifted up. Hey, don't let the four walls of our church be the only place where you experience God. Hey, enjoy today's word, and love God, love others, and live life with passion, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Amen, amen, amen. Hey, hug somebody's neck, slap them a high five, give them a good game, or kiss them on the cheek, and you can be seated this morning. Hey! Oh, well, good morning, good morning, good morning, y'all. It's so cool to, hey, my timer may have just quit on me. Y'all may be in trouble today. No. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be here, man. It's so exciting. I don't know. I don't know what heaven's going to look like, but I pray that it is so full of sinners that got saved by grace that were this close and were this tight worshiping God with one voice forever, y'all. So it's so good to be here. So just, it's happy Mother's Day, man. Just uh, look around you right quick and find a mother or somebody that you think might be a mother or a grandmother or want to be a mother and just tell them happy Mother's Day. Just love on the women right quick for me. Can you do that? Happy Mother's Day to y'all watching online and everything. So so I gotta be honest with you, like Tubby has shared on Mother's Day for like the last seven or eight years, this is the first time I've shared on Mother's Day in a long time. So I got to tell you, I'm just a little bit nervous this morning (laughs) because I ain't a mama and I don't know how you mamas feel, but, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to go to the word of God and we're going to look at the word of God and see what the word of God says about moms. And so, um, of all the glorious high paying jobs in the world, the fancy jobs, I really believe with all of my heart, there is no job that is more rewarding than being a mom. Spending time birthing, carrying a child, birthing a child, spending time with a son or with your daughter and just nourishing nourishing and raising them up. There's um, a quote I want to share with you today from a man named Reverend Phil Wisenhunt. He said this, the most important occupation in the world for a woman is to be a real mom to children. It doesn't have much glory. there, There is a lot of grit and grime, but no greater place of ministry position or power than that of a mom. And so I say to you moms today, we pay tribute to you, and I say to you moms and to you hopeful moms, God bless you today. Sometimes, if we're honest, what our mothers do seem to go unnoticed. The efforts and the, and the trials and the tribulations and the struggles I have watched my wife who's homeschooled our kids for, you know, 17, 18 years. Sometimes those things go unnoticed, but moms, you matter. I want to say that to you today. Moms, you matter. Mom, you don't have to be perfect. Mom, just love your children. Mom, you matter. What you do matters in this world. You know, I, I think about the scripture and I'm a, I'm a Bible guy. Like I love the Bible and I, love read the bible and there's some people in the bible that are my heroes like this guy named Solomon. He was the wisest man ever. I think about Solomon and I think about this guy named David who was a who was a giant killer, who had courage way beyond his years. I think about Moses. He was the in Jesus's words one of the greatest leaders in the Old Testament, I think about Abraham, the father of our faith. I think about John the Baptist, the guy in the wilderness wearing camel hair and leather and eating wild honey. I think about all those men that are my heroes in the Bible. And can I tell you, without bas- we, the mother of Solomon, we would have never known about Solomon. And without Nahash, the mother of David, we would have never known David. Without Joabed, the mother of Moses, without Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, without mothers, we wouldn't even be here today. And so we celebrate and we pay tribute to all of these moms. So today, I'm going to read you a story. It's actually my favorite story from the scripture. It's a story from the Old Testament. It's a story um, about mothers. It's the story of Moses and Moses' mother and the sacrifice that Moses' mother had to make, the tough decisions that Moses' mother had to make. I want to set the scene for you. In Exodus chapter 1, the Hebrews, the Jewish people, they're God's chosen people, the, 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 the enemy, Egypt. And crooked, evil, wicked ruler Pharaoh, he is scared to death of the Jewish people. He's scared to death of the Hebrews. And so Pharaoh issues this decree across the country. Every male child that born to the Hebrew race, he shall be murdered and he shall be killed. Can I just take a moment and tell you that from Exodus, from the second book in the Bible, the enemy's tactic is to try, try and destroy godly babies born to godly moms and dads. That, that's the attack of the enemy, whether that child is in the womb or out of the womb, whether that child is born or unborn. The enemy wants to attack the offspring of good, godly families because the enemy knows when a dad and a mom come together and they're living out their faith and they're raising up children and they're raising them and educating them according to the word of God, the enemy knows that that will drive back darkness and bring glory to almighty God. So the enemy says, kill all of those kids. Kill every one of them. That is the scene that I'm going to set for you today. And I'm just going to read the Word of God to you from that point on. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and she bore a son. And when she saw that her son was beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could no longer hide him... She put him and got, she got a wicker basket, covered it with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile River. His sister, the child's sister, stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile and her maidens walking alongside her. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent to her maids and she brought it to her. When she opened it, when Pharaoh's daughter opened the basket, she saw baby Moses, she saw the child, and behold, the boy was crying, and she had pity on him, and she said, this is one of those Hebrews' children. Then the sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said, go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. The child grew. She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses and said, because I drew him out of the water. Father, speak to us through your word of God. Your word is powerful. Your word is strong. Speak to us. Let this word be relevant. Let it be real. Challenge us today. Encourage us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So in verse number one, it says a man from the tribe of Levi went to a woman to the tribe of Levi and they came together and they got married and they conceived a child. Can I tell you that was God's way back then and that is God's way to this day for one man and one woman to come together and to procreate and to reproduce raise up children after their own kind i know we are messed up in our society today and we're trying to say that it can be one woman and another woman and a man and another man but god has a way and god's way is perfect and it is for one man and one woman to come together and raise up godly children can I just take it a step further and tell you that that both of them were from the tribe of Levi that's why the Bible says that we must not be unequally yoked both of them were from the tribe of Levi both of them trusted God that's why it's so hard young people when you want to get married that's why it's so hard young girl when you fall in love with that guy that's why it's so necessary that when we marry we We like believers. We marry people that believe in the same God that we believe in because it makes marriage so much stronger. And then we raise up children knowing who the real God really is. They came together and they conceived and they were pregnant with a child. The woman conceived at the very moment that that woman conceived, at the very moment she conceived, new life was born. And this woman, this mother knew, God has entrusted me with this child. Can I tell you something, mamas? Pregnancy is precious. Can I tell you something? At the moment that conception starts inside of your womb, before that child was in your womb, God knew that child and God ordained that child and God had plans for that child. Can I tell you, it is precious when God entrusts you with a little child. I remember when Tubby got pregnant. I remember pure joy. Children bring joy. Can I hear a good amen? No matter what the world says, children bring joy. We were living at the ranch at Guthrie and man, we were trying to get pregnant and, and she just couldn't get pregnant. And so then we know that we're about to. I'm going to change jobs. I'm going to Abilene. We're broke. We got no money. We're going to be between insurance companies. And we say, you know what? Maybe you better get on birth control. Maybe you better get back on the pill. So she got back on the pill because how many of you know we think that we're in charge and we think no, we we think we know what the best plan is. And in three months of her being on the pill, she comes and me a little test and she was pregnant. Come on, somebody. Will was born. He came out holding that pill in his hand like this. I remember the joy, I remember the joy of after Will and then Jesse, because I had an old cowboy friend of mine. He said, I'm going to tell you something, Cody. It's Bill Flowers from Ashmont, Texas. He said, I'm going to tell you something, Cody. It takes a man to produce two boys. I never forget when Will was born and Jesse was born. And I had them two boys. And then, oh my God, 11 years later, here comes little Clara and she totally rocked my world. Come on, somebody. Mom, moms have to carry those babies. They come together with a man. They conceive, God starts a new birth, and they carry these babies. That moms nourish these babies. Moms gain weight. Moms go through hormone struggles. Come on, somebody. Moms get stretch marks. Moms have to watch what they eat. Moms have to exercise. Moms do everything within their ability to try and produce. A healthy, healthy baby. I want to take just a moment and talk to you about something I've never talked about before in church or never talked before about in front of mixed company, but I want to talk to you about stretch marks. (laughs) Come on, somebody. All of you tried to get rid of your stretch marks. Moms get stretch marks. You go, oh my God, used to. I could wear a bikini. Used to. I look good now. I have stretch marks. And I just want to challenge you today. Let's no longer look at stretch marks as a struggle. Let's no longer look at stretch marks. Let's look at stretch marks as a woman that was willing to sacrifice her body. As a woman that was willing to give up her petite little cute little figure in order to give birth to a new life. In order to become a mother stretch marks i pray when you look at them if you still got them tonight when you're standing in the mirror you look at them and you go praise god that's a that's a that's a that's a notch in my belt you so, let me just tell you on the way out today i ha- you had those individual packets of coconut oil for each of you moms there's the individual packets. You can take it and you can rub it on your stretch marks if you want to. Or you can hang it on the mirror in your bathroom. Or you can put it in your car. And every time you see it, I pray that it reminds you that I am a mother. And I am proud of these stretch marks. And I've worked hard for these stretch marks. And I pray you look at your children and go praise God. I'll trade stretch marks for my kids any day of the week. This mom... It's true moses mom she gets pregnant she gets married the joy of being pregnant she gives birth the agony and the pain of labor how many of you women said i'm gonna give birth naturally tubby did i'm gonna do it naturally about to, she said but maybe you might ought to have that anesthesiologist on hand over just in case i need him two hours into labor she said uh, call that guy in here let him give me that shot please Moses' mother, she gives birth to this baby. She sees this baby, and she sees that it's beautiful. Have you ever seen a newborn baby? A newborn baby is anything but beautiful. Come on, somebody. Their hair is stuck to their head. They're oblong. They're yellow-shaped, but a mother still looks and goes, how beautiful. Babies are beautiful born. Babies are beautiful unborn. Babies are beautiful. The mother, here she stands, Moses' mother, with this precious baby. Can you imagine? And she knows. If I keep this baby, Pharaoh's army's coming along. If I keep this baby, my baby's head will be cut off. This precious gift of life will be destroyed. And so mom makes a decision. Mom makes a tough decision. Mom makes a decision to do what nobody wants to do. How many of you know moms make many tough decisions? Moms do what moms can do. Moms, how many of you you young people say, moms hover just a little bit too much? Moms pry into our business just a little bit too much. Moms offer their opinions too much. How many of you know moms will snoop around in your bedroom when you're not in there going through your drawers? How many of you know moms are just waiting on you to lay down your iPhone so they can look and see who you've been Snapchatting? Come on, somebody. One time I think the boys, one of the boys, I don't know if it was Will or Jesse, but they had face ID and they were in there taking a nap. And I'm pretty sure Jennifer snuck in there and while they were taking a nap, face ID'd them laying in the bed and then went back. It's what mamas do. Mamas do. Mamas do what they have to do. Mamas make things happen. I remember when I was growing up, we was we were we were poor when I was growing up. I'm telling you, lived in a trailer house, and the walls of that thing rattle like this when the wind blew. Had tires on the top to keep the top from shaking. I remember my dad was rodeoing. My mother had three jobs. She was working three jobs to make it go. Mom did what mom had to do. Mom worked really hard. My mom was the fun mom. She always laughed. She spent time with us. My mom used to stop on the way home from work when she didn't have time to cook, and she'd buy chicken fried rice from the Chinese food place down there. For years, boy, we thought it was a feast. Mama would bring home a big deal of chicken fried rice, put it down, and we'd shovel it out into our paper plates and set it around the table. Me and my sister and my mom, we thought we was living high on the hog, boy. We didn't realize that Mama couldn't afford the fried chicken to go with it or the pork to go with it. She was just buying the rice to feed to us, but Mama did what she had to do, and she made it happy, and she made it a great memory to come together. That's what Mamas do, y'all. Mamas take something, and they make it better sometimes mamas have to do some things that are not always easy sometimes mamas have to make decisions that we don't understand sometimes mamas do things that we don't like or we wouldn't approve of but you know what the fact of the matter is this we never understand a person's actions sometimes moms leave sometimes moms like moses's mom they have to give the baby up for adoption Sometimes moms do things that hurt us, but no matter what the decision that your mom made, can I tell you something today, you need to rejoice in the fact that you had a mama because without a mama to carry you around for nine months, we wouldn't have life and we wouldn't even be here today. Can I take a minute to say something? Can I say something? We live in a world today and a culture today where we blame everybody for everything. We blame everybody for our faults. We blame everybody for our mistakes. We blame everybody for our failures. Can I tell you? Maybe you didn't come from a great mom. Maybe your mama didn't do exactly what you wanted to do. Maybe your mom did some things that you don't understand. Can I just encourage you in something today? Quit blaming your mama for the reasons you're still making mistakes today. You're a grown-up. You're an individual. You are a child of God. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. No longer do we have any excuses to continue to do what we do. Mom did what mom did. But now I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If you didn't come from a good mama, if your mama wasn't the best mama, make sure that you're the best mama you can possibly be. If you didn't come from a good family, make sure a good family comes from you. Come on, somebody. Stop making those excuses. We can overcome anything and everything because God has plans for us. This mother, Moses' mother, gets pregnant, has a baby. She has to make a decision. What am I going to do? Can you imagine as she goes and gets a little wicker basket? Can you imagine the thoughts running through her mind as she puts tar in the bottom of it so that it just won't sink? Can you imagine wrapping up your baby one final time, kissing your baby on the cheek, laying him in a basket, and sending him set sail down the river, not knowing what his fate would be, but doing it all by faith? I love that story. And here's the next thing that happened. Moses, the little baby, his sister's watching all of this teenage sister watching mom give the newborn away and the sister walks down the Nile River watching her brother can you imagine the sister walks down watching and as fate would have it Pharaoh the one who ordered the babies to be de- to, to be killed his daughter came down to the river to take a bath that day how I many know that wasn't fate that was the orders of God come on somebody because he always goes before us and he always prepares a way And as little Moses is floating down the river, his mother is crying back home because she's let him go. The sister is walking down the river, and Pharaoh's daughter comes down to take a bath. And she sees the basket, and she opens it up, and this baby is crying, and she has compassion on the baby. What a cool story. I want you to listen to the next part and see how this goes. See, they didn't have infamil, and they didn't have formula to just put in a bottle, shake it up, and give it a baby back then. Pharaoh's daughter sees the baby, and Moses' sister is standing there. And Moses' sister says, Hey! Would you like for me to take that baby back to one of the Hebrews so that she can nurse it and raise it for you, Pharaoh's daughter? And Pharaoh's daughter says, yeah, why don't you do that? Take the baby back down there to one of those moms who is lactating, and guess what? I will pay that mama to raise that child. Moses' mother sends Moses down the river. Pharaoh's daughter finds her. uh, Moses' sister takes her back to his very own mama, and the enemy pays the mama to raise that baby only God can orchestrate a story like that all of a sudden Moses lives with his mother she nurses him she raises him to a young child and at the appointed place and the appointed time Moses goes back to live with Pharaoh's daughter in the palace I want to share this with you right quick because we live in a world where there's so many split homes anymore We live in a world. God's way is for one man and one woman to come together and to raise children and to stick it out for the rest of their days, for better or for worse. But sometimes things happen and sometimes we divorce. And many people in this congregation today, you are living in mixed families, stepmom, stepdad, and that's just a little bit awkward. Can we be real? Sometimes, can I love my stepmom? But if I love my stepmom, will it send signals to my real mom that I don't love her? Can I love my stepdad? Can I love my stepdad? What does it mean? It's a mess. It's a mix-up. But I want you to see in the Word of God, Moses loved his mama, and Moses loved his stepmama too. Both of them provided for him, and both of them meant a lot to Moses. The story portrays the story. Of a mom with some tough situations to face. I would challenge you today. No matter what kind of relationship, good or bad, we should all love our mothers and remember them for the great things that they did and forgive them for the things that we didn't approve of. We all have regrets. The past matters not. The past doesn't determine our future. Never give up on your mom or never give up on a healthy relationship with your mom. Characteristics of a godly mom. Let's just talk about this in closing. Undying love. Undying love. Mama, keep loving. Keep loving. Thank God for your mama's undying love. Undying sacrifice. That's what a good godly mom does. Sacrifices for that life. She's a nurturer. She's a nurturer. You know, you ever seen a mama bear? Come on, somebody, they call a mama bear for a reason. A mama bear, even in the wild, you mess with a bear cub, and that mama bear will tear your butt up. A mama lion, a mare has a colt. She guards that coat. Moms are nurturers. Moms are prayerful. Look at me. Look, 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 look. Never underestimate the power of your prayers, mom. Never underestimate the power of your prayers. It may not happen like that, but I'm telling you, prayers last forever. And God hears every one of our prayers. And I would encourage you moms to keep praying right now for your children, no matter what age they are. I am 50, and I still need my mama's prayers. Come on, somebody. Can I get a witness? Prayerful faithful when it sucks mama when you're worn out when you've got no sleep they're faithful they just get up and they keep doing and they keep going i love what the bible says in second timothy 1 5 paul's writing to to timothy and paul says timothy i am mindful of your sincere faith because your faith First dwelt in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and I am sure that it is in you as well. Mamas, pass down godly heritage and godly faith to your children and to your grandchildren. Moms create happy environments where God can dwell. Can I just encourage you mamas? Look at me mamas. Whew, breathe a minute, okay? Who cares if there's dirty dishes in your sink? You OCD folk. <laughs> Who cares Mother. If the laundry is piled up at the end of the bed. Who cares if the floors are dirty? Your children are not going to grow up and go, praise God, I had a clean home, glory to God. Who cares if you have to eat summer sausage and longhorn cheese once in a while? Can I get a witness? Your children, you know what they're going to remember? And you know what's going to them, Mama smiled. Mama relaxed. Mama enjoyed me. Mama put down her phone. Mama wasn't so involved with everything else. My mama created a place where the Spirit of God can move in our home. Moms, relax and enjoy what you have more than anything. Mothers, speak life over your children. I know you get aggravated. I know you get frustrated, but hurtful and harmful and you get mad and you say things. Our tongues are so sharp sometimes, y'all. Speak life and speak blessing over your kids there's power of life and death in your words can I tell you speak the word of God over your kids read the word of God proclaim the word of God I got to tell you a quick story about the word of God we've been around here at the church we've been doing the ice bath challenge around here lately we got a water trough out here and we got a big old ice machine and so me and Connor been going out there and we've been filling that galvanized water trough off about that much with ice and about that much with water. And we get in it, and we're hanging out, cause you know what I mean? So one day, Jennifer and Clara, they're up here, and, and Jesse's up here, and we get in that thing, and, we, and Jennifer gets in there, and she lasts like 30 seconds, and she comes out. She can't take it no more. Jesse gets in there for three minutes, and next thing you know, here comes little Clara. She's my little tough child, I'm just telling you, y'all. And Clara, she's 11 years old. She bailed off in that ice water, plumbed up to her neck, shoulders on the water, and just sat there and took it like that. And I'm trying to tell her, it's your mind. You got to focus on your mind. And so I'm talking to her and I'm saying, baby, what's your favorite scripture? And she says, Colossians 3, 23, whatsoever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord, not unto man, knowing that of the Lord you will receive a reward. I said, give me the, give me the ABCs. See, there's this thing that, that, that's called the ABCs of scripture. A, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. C, confess your faults one to another. And it goes all the way to Z and in the middle of freezing water and in the middle of Panic and in the middle of nervous I sit down there and I go A she calls it out B we go all the way to Z and she says every one of her scriptures that day and I would like to say yeah that's my girl her daddy's a preacher I taught her all of that (laughs) but her mama taught her the word of God at home and the word of God in a tough time brought some comfort and strength to her life you know what else she said how long did Jesse stay in this cold water (sighs) I said, I said, three minutes, baby. She said, I'm staying four minutes then. <laughs> Can I just encourage you mothers? Can I encourage you men here today? There ain't no perfect woman because you ain't no perfect man. Come on, somebody. And there ain't no perfect dad because you ain't, a perfect, ain't, no perfect, ain't no perfect mom because you ain't no perfect dad. Can I tell you, men, love your wife. Love the mama of your children. Support her. Pray for her. Do what you can to keep her happy. I know sometimes that seems impossible, but with all things, God, all things can be possible. <laughs> Thank God for her. Love her. Support her. I close with one final scripture. Conrad and worship team, y'all can come help me close this, please. Proverbs 31 27 through 28. Virtuous woman, good mother. says, she looks well to the ways of her house. She does not eat the bread of idleness, she's not lazy. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Can I encourage you moms today, be encouraged. Stay strong. You matter. You're special. We love you. We're thankful for you. Girls, can I say this? Young girls, look at me, young girls. They want to be moms and want to be married. Proverbs 31, woman, that's the woman you need to strive to be. Look at me. Look, 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 young folk. I know on Instagram, and I know... On, on, on Facebook right now It's all the ones that wear the skimpiest bikinis And have the blondest of hair And have the most followers on Instagram Can I tell you That is not the kind of woman That you need to aspire to be You need to aspire to be a godly woman Who will be a godly wife Who will raise up godly children And through those children The world will change because of what you did Girls strive to be a Proverbs 31 woman And strive to be a mother like Moses' mom. Can I tell you young men something? Listen to me, young men. Wanting that chick that looks like this and looks like that and built like a wasp and you know what I mean, 36 double D, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. Stop. Stop, it's not all about that. It's about a good God-fearing woman that God blesses and that you'll rise up and call blessed. Be thankful for mamas. Father, we love you and we thank you for today. We. Th- for this time pray once again your blessings on every mother in this place Lord bless every mother in this place encourage them inspire them right now let them be lifted up in their spirits I pray the spirit of heaviness would be gone and moms would be excited their energy would be renewed to leave this place and to go love their children and be present and lead their children in a way that would elevate them and not bring them down Thank you, mamas. Thank you, mamas. Let men, let fathers appreciate, husbands, let appreciate wives and appreciate moms. Let young men and young women aspire to be godly women and to godly men. Lord, speak to us in the closing moments of this service. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all, stand up on your feet and let's close with a song of worship.